0: Good morning. Steve wants a short priesthood meeting after church this morning. And I realized that life and the weather have a lot in common. You know, we have the spring of life, and then we have the autumn of life. We've had glorious days, and then we've had those dark and cloudy days. Right now we're having those glorious days of spring so let's really enjoy them. I always have enjoyed Paul's preaching. Not just the New Testament Paul but the Paul we have of today. You know I've heard people complain and it was about Paul saying that oh he's too young. But when you look back through the scriptures, it was a lot of the young people that were the leaders. And Paul may be still kind of young in years, although he's, he's gone a long ways from that little boy that was struggling to name the animals that was going into the ark. He's a lot older than that now, but he, to me, he's still just a kid but I truly truly enjoy what he has to say because he speaks to us he teaches us he preaches teaches expounds and exhorts and you're going to get to hear that today let's turn to him 543 we will stand on this and Kenny yeah. w- Kenny will you bring the invocation into meet with Paul as he brings us the words that you have put on his heart and let them sink into our our lives, our hearts. I pray that the Holy Spirit will attend us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: The opening scripture this morning is going to come from 3 Nephi chapter 8, verses 49-55. through 55. Behold, I am the light, I have set an example for you. And it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these words unto his disciples, he turned again unto the multitude and said unto them, Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must watch and pray always, lest you enter into temptation. For Satan desireth to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Therefore you must always pray unto the Father in my name, and whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, which is right, believing that ye shall receive, behold, it shall be given unto you. Pray in your families unto the Father, always in my name, that your wives and your children may be blessed. And behold, ye shall meet together oft, and ye shall not forbid any man from coming unto you, when ye shall meet together. But suffer them that they may come unto you, and forbid them not. But ye shall pray for them, and shall not cast them out. And if it so be that they come unto you oft, ye shall pray for them unto the Father in my name. Therefore hold up your light, that it may shine unto the world. Behold, I am the light which ye shall hold up that which ye have seen me do.
0: That pretty much is a whole sermon right there, at least the thought of it was. 467, please.
1: got a couple different things I'm gonna bring up, up here today that kind of came to be the past couple weeks. I always kind of try my best to stay out of what goes on in society and you know letting that stuff get to get to you, but you know, it's kind of hard when it's just surrounding you all the time, and it's easy to kind of lose sight of things and get so drugged down that you, you almost can get discouraged and got kind of pulled back to the first chapter of James, I was kind of laid back to it and then going back to the core concept of faith, I've got a couple of scriptures I'm going to bring here for and discuss with you. So this is in chapter 1 of James, starting at 3 starting at two, actually. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into many afflictions, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I don't know about the rest of you, but it's sometimes hard to have joy when you're afflicted. And, you know, it's it's. I count my blessings, and I know that I'm blessed beyond a lot more people, but I know Smith Samantha have kind of talked about this it seemed like 2020 hit and then after that it's just one thing after another that just beats you down and discourages you you know and just looking at the amount of people we have here and if you turn on the TV you hear stuff and you're hearing wars and there's famine disease and hate and you don't usually hear very many positive stories and it's it can be hard to have joy in that, but it is important to remember, you know, that He is still with us through that and You know, through building up that patience that we should have there, you know, He will bear us through those afflictions and you know it's important for us to keep that faith in Him at all times. Continuing mm-hmm. on into four, but let patience have its perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. I know a lot of us have heard 1-5 a lot of times. But the importance really goes on with six. And it's important to always include that with five when you read it. Because it's not so much just asking what we want and expecting to give it. He clearly tells us there to ask in faith. Nothing wavering. And I've, I've heard in the past, and at times I've probably been guilty of it, you know, a lot of people, it's, well, I, I wanted this, I prayed for it, it didn't happen. Well, God doesn't love me or he doesn't care. And that's not what we're promised there. And, I, you know, God is not a genie. We're not sitting there asking for our wishes and then we get them granted. But we're to ask in faith. That's the first thing, is how deep our faith runs. And also having that faith and trusting in what His purposes is, too. Because a lot of times what we want isn't what's best for us, and it's not what's best for the Lord's purpose. So it always, uh, that's I guess one of my pet peeves when I'd hear people say that in the past, about wanting to blame for not getting what they wanted, but we have to always guard for that because it is easy as humans to, to look to that. and It's important that we're asking that in faith. And as 7 says here, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, or really not to have that expectation that we're just getting exactly what we want all the time either. You know, And that's a lot of times that the human arrogance that can creep its way into us instead of being subject to the Lord. we we'll go down to 12. Blessed is the man that resisteth temptation, for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I know a lot of us have definitely heard the phrase, the devil made me do it. That's not exactly what's said right there. And I think we're so quick to always put the blame on something else when we've done wrong or or fallen short but it's important to remember we all have the agency we all have that choice to commit that sin and to fall away into our own lust and surely the devil is out there and he is working his works But he ain't making us do those things we choose it by our own free will And it's important to keep that in context because we're never going to be able to break away from that without realizing it is our choices that make us what we are. It's also important, too, coming back to faith here, you know, if we have our faith where it needs to be, and have that strength, that we can break away from those lusts and enticements. You know, putting that in our our perspective, and I kind of thought while while reading this, you know, if someone's coming at you, they can destroy your home, burn your property, they can kill your friends, they can take your life, they can do everything to you and take almost anything from you, but they can't take your faith. we would be the ones to have to give that up by our free will. So we need to make sure we're always keeping that at the forefront. There's a reason it's listed first in the six fundamental principles, because it's the foundation in all that we do in our relationship with the Lord. And it's it's easy when we have tragedies and different things just to want to weaken our faith, but that's our conscious decision. It's not the action that happened that did it. It's our response, and it's all entirely in our our agency there. Going down to 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. There's a lot in those two verses right there, and I know all of us have probably been guilty, and you can definitely look out in society that there's not very many that are slow to speak or slow to anger, and I I think in my own life, I know I've had less patience than I used to at times, but I think as a collective society, as phone and internet and stuff has been making things happen faster our patience has went slower or worse and just thinking of an example of a you know a lot of people that work in fast food and retail and i really feel for them i've never had to work that, but I always have compassion for them because I know most of the people going through there, if it ain't right and it ain't fast, they're treating them already as rude as could be. And it's always important to bear in perspective someone's life. you know. When you go through there and you have your little bit of rudeness it could be enough to set them over because they probably have had seven or eight people before them that same way. But if you put that aside and you come in with the smile or the compassion that we're called to have as followers of God, it can change their whole day around. And it's, it's important to always remember that. And I know we all fall short and I, I, I try to remember that all the time at work when I'm seeing people that I know are at the bottoms of bottom. And some of them make it hard to deal with at times, but you always got to respond in the manner that God calls us to instead of the way we might like to say things sometimes, and best keep, that to the, keep those unspoken. <laughs> Wherefore, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. This man shall be blessed in his deed. It's important to not only know the word, but to also be the follower of it. And for people to see that we are followers, it is by our actions. There there is truth to the statement, actions speak louder than words. You You can say all the nice things you want to somebody, but when they hit a hard time and they're expecting you to be there and you fall short of that, they're going to be holding to that far more than your words were. God expects us to act upon His commandments and His directions and not be slow about doing that as well. I'm going to go to James chapter 2 and I'm going to be starting it 14, and I know this is also, we've heard these scriptures here a lot about the works that go with our faith. What profit is it, my brethren, for a man to say he hath faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? Yea, a man may say, I will show thee I have faith without works, but I say, show me thy faith without works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. For if a brother or sister be naked and destitute, And one of you say, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding he give not those things which are needful to the body. Right profit it is your faith unto such. Even so faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. If we really have that true and deep faith with the Lord and in the Lord... We should be wanting to show that by our actions to all those around us. And at times, you know, our, our hope is that somebody could look at each and every one of us as we go through our lives, and without us having to say a word, they should be able to look at us and know that we're a follower of God. And I I try to really bear that in, in mind, especially at work. Uh, I'd say on a Busy day, I could see at least 75 to 100 different people a day that I interact with there, not counting employees. And even for those briefest of interactions, the the hope should be that my mannerism should be enough for them to at least see that you know you're a good person and you're a follower of God. And I know I probably fall short at times, but my hope and prayer is that I can always keep that up and I know you know with with the work situation in the world it's a delicate balance because you have to be careful what you say sometimes But I, I will never compromise the faith I have in the Lord and one instance that just came to my mind up here there was one patient that came up and he was in bad state but he he knew he could just feel that I had a spiritual side to me and he said can I pray with you? And I, I didn't hesitate, and I've I reached my hand out. Even, you know, I'm people I work with can tell you I'm a germaphobe when it comes to work. But I went ahead and I reached my hand out and didn't hesitate and let him say that prayer. And I did pray with him, I, not vocally, but I did that with everything going on around us there. And I, I haven't heard much from him recently, but I hope I have faith. I know that the Lord is taking care of him. I say that not to boast upon myself, because I could list other instances where I fell short of that. But I hope we're all willing to stand up in the face of adversity that could be around us and be willing to show our faith in the Lord at any time we are called to. Because it's only going to get harder it's 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 easy online. If you say one one thing that even shows that you might be a Christian, you're gonna have attacks come from somebody because people can't help but insert themselves into spots they don't need to be sometimes. So it's important to remember to not let our faith waver as those things come to us. It's easy to be someone that wants to sit in the back and not take action. You know, I, kind of my personality sometimes like that and but that's not always what we're called to be and if we're in tune with the spirit the Lord will direct us in the actions in which to intervene and the ones to stay out of so we need to be willing to put ourselves forward and, and stand up for God and for what's right in the moments that he's asking us to do so got a couple other scriptures here that came to me in the past couple weeks, too. I want to kind of hit a couple things in, and this is in section 63, and it's 2A through 4A, where we're going to start here. Behold, I, the Lord, utter my voice, and it shall be obeyed. Wherefore, verily I say, let the wicked take heed, and let the rebellious fear and tremble. And let the unbelieving hold their lips, for the day of wrath shall come upon them as a whirlwind, and all flesh shall know that I am God. And he that seeketh signs shall see signs, but not unto salvation. Verily I say unto you, there are those among you who seek signs, and there have been such even from the beginning. But behold, faith cometh not by signs, but signs follow those that believe. Yea, signs come by faith, and not by the will of men, nor as they please, but by the will of God. Yea, signs come by faith and to mighty works, for without faith no man pleaseth God, and with whom God is angry he is not well pleased. Wherefore unto such he showeth no signs, but only in wrath and condemnation. Wherefore I, the Lord, am not pleased with those among you who have sought after signs and wonders for faith, and not for the good of men unto my glory. Nevertheless, I gave commandments, and many have turned away from my commandments and have not kept them. I know all of us have dealt with people in our lives that, well, I would just believe if I could just see something that happened. I need to see something supernatural, something overt and really powerful but that's not faith and faith has to come first and when we we read this in class a couple weeks ago and it it just really really stuck out to me cuz i really struggled at times with people that want to put so much emphasis on having those signs in order to do things and how plainly the lord laid it out here they will see their signs when they but it won't be until their salvation And that warning is so strong there that it's a really powerful statement. And and we have to make sure we don't let ourselves fall back into those spots wanting to, you know, Lord, show me a sign to do this. And, you know, he's wanting us to act upon faith. And if we're studying and praying and having our spirits in tune with him and having that faith, he will guide us and those signs will follow instead of being what we're asking for at the forefront and it's so much what the what the world wants you know if you ever get into that discussion with somebody is that's the first thing they want is that sign and they will get it one day it just won't be the way that they will like it You cannot behold with your natural t- eyes for the present time the design of your God concerning those things which shall come hereafter, and the glory which shall follow after much tribulation. For after much tribulation cometh the blessings. Wherefore the day cometh that ye shall be crowned with much glory. The hour is not yet, but it is nigh at hand. Remember this which I tell you before, that ye may lay it to heart, and receive that which is, shall follow. Behold, verily I say unto you, for this cause I have sent you, that you might be obedient, and that your hearts might be prepared to bear testimony of the things which are to come. We know how the story ends. So even though things may be bleak, we suffer health infirmities, age, family frustrations, work frustrations, financial the hate and evil that's in the world and death and destruction and immorality. Despite all that, we know what the ending is. And it is important to keep our faith in that, that He will see us through it. And if we remain steadfast and endure to the end, we'll, we'll be okay. In section 58, starting at 6C, For behold, it is not meet that I should command in all things. For he that is compelled in all things, the same is a slothful and not a wise servant. Wherefore he receiveth no reward. Verily I say, men should be anxiously engaged in a good cause, and do many things of their own free will, and bring to pass much righteousness. For the power is in them, wherein they are agents unto themselves. And inasmuch as men do good, they shall in no wise lose their reward. But he that doeth not until he is commanded, and receiveth a commandment with doubtful heart, and keepeth it with slothfulness, the same is damned. Who am I that made man, saith the Lord, that will hold him guiltless, that obeys not my commandments? Who am I, saith the Lord, that have promised and have not fulfilled? I command, and a man obeys not revoke and they receive not the blessings then they say in their hearts this is not the work of the Lord for his promises are not fulfilled but woe unto such for their I lost my last part there the reward lurketh beneath and not from above. It's real important to take action and not wait for the Lord to always be directing every single thing that we are doing, because He has already given us the direction here. And if we are studying it out and being faithful and having our spirits in tune, we, we will be guided and it's not we're not to be slothful in what what we do and you know, just thinking about in a work situation, you know, the type of employer you want. You want one that is good at their job and does things, but is proactive. They will see problems before they arise and can prevent them and things like that, and not one that just sits about until you come in and dictate everything they got to do each time. The Lord has given us our commandments and our directions, and it, we are to study them out. And if we have remain steadfast and, and listen to His Spirit there, we can be guided and not be the slothful servant. And we'll close here from section 8, d And therefore, whatsoever you shall ask me to tell you by that means, that I will grant unto you, and you shall have knowledge concerning it. But remember that without faith you can do nothing.
0: Paul works with the mentally unstable, you know, those that are insecure of mind. And he hands out medicine to 75 or 100 people a day because our lives should be such that it causes the the atheist to doubt his disbelief. This young man's uh, life is one of the best medicines that can be administered to the ailing of the human mind. Let's turn to hymn 332. And afterwards, Steve, will you dismiss us?